I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast, everybody. I am Giulio Gallerati. I'm sitting with my old pal, Francis Ellis. Francis, how are you? Buddy, old boy, old pal, old friend of mine. Da, 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 da. I'm good. What's up? Um, not much, man. Just, uh, you know, I'm excited about... It's, it's not a surprise this weekend, right? The birthday? Yeah. No. Okay. So, France... <laughs> Now I have to double, I have to triple check. I was like positive that it wasn't, but for, can we talk about it? Yeah. Okay. So for, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have less to say, Francis? Okay, I, I was asking you yes or no questions. No. Yeah. All good. Um. So Francis is throwing his girl a 30th birthday party. I guess you could say I'm throwing it for her. You I are, don't know if I'm throwing it for her. You're instrumental. Paying in, for it. You're, instru- you're instrumental in the setting up of this lo- lovely party parties is expensive yeah uh, yeah they add up man i'm sure chris when, and i will be attending yes you will we are excited um i'm curious do you guys have outfits i do because you gotta go ham i i do it's a 70s theme it it really matters to her no, I don't have it yet, but I'm going thrifting Thursday go, and Friday. Go thrifting. Yeah. Nice. I have, not only do I have an outfit, I have options. <laughs> Whoa. So it's funny. I actually initially bought something that I thought looked funny. And Hillary was like, all right, this is funny, but like you also want to look good. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, fine. So she then helped me pick some other some other options that are all kind of sick. So Did you say what the theme was yet? 70s 70s theme 70s so i know i am very aware of what francis means when he says you need to go for it because we invited francis very early on in our friendship and podcast tenure we invited francis to hillary's uh halloween party which she has every or she previously before COVID had every year um and a lot of people get really dressed up for it i didn't really i kind of phoned it in i like put cat ears on my head and like drew whiskers on my face and francis showed up as the pink panther in a full pink panther outfit and his girl was inspector clouseau yeah that's right and they went all the way with it and i know that if when francis is hosting the party if i tried to pull the cat ears with whiskers thing it would not go over well like people would actually think that i was uncool you know it's it's not that i would care but given that she cares a lot uh it i it matters more to me for her it's important to me to do what the thing is if i'm yeah. agreeing to go to something i'm going to do it play the play got to play along go for it play along whatever i may there's a chance and maybe i know you too well by now but there's a chance that if you hadn't come to hillary's party dressed so well to the for the theme which was halloween not that crazy of a theme i may have not put so much time into my outfit for this oh, party. Oh, I'm so I'm, I'm so glad. I'm mm-hmm. so glad I tried so hard all those years ago. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's good. All those years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> Chris pulled it up. That's quite the pick, dude. Yeah. Some good, good, dude. That was a good time. 
<laughs> it's an amazing. We went out, we drank a bunch. That was fun. Dude, I do remember this. Uh, so Hillary used to host that party with two of her friends. Chris is cracking up at this Pink Panther picture. Make sure you throw that in the YouTube, dude. They're going to love it. Um, but one of the people who hosted the party, literally as they were setting, like they had just gotten in their costumes and were like, okay, people are about to come over. They were in roller skates. Do you remember this? Her, one of the three hosts immediately fell and broke her wrist and had to go to the hospital. Broke it. Broke her wrist. Broke it like Can a matchstick. How, how terrible well, is that? I'm trying to think of which holidays would be the worst ones upon which to break one's wrist. One where you're hosting a gigantic party is definitely up there. True. But I'd still rather break my wrist on Halloween than Christmas. The unactual Christmas. You need both your arms to unwrap presents. And you don't need both hands to eat candy. So, okay, on Christmas Day, you woke up to go down the stairs to get your presents and you fell and broke it. That ruins Christmas. That's pretty bad. You don't want to be in the hospital on Christmas. That's pretty bad. Halloween, you're like, ah, whatever. So, but okay, but now fast forward to right now. You're an adult. Yeah. You're throwing a Halloween party. A big Halloween party for all your friends versus Christmas morning. Do you still feel the same way? Yeah, I think I'm a I'm a sort of a traditionalist, <laughs> and I like Christmas so much that the sanctity hmm. of Christmas would be punctured far more than whatever frivolity I was enjoying. <laughs> were I to suffer a fracture during a party on Halloween of my own creation. It's funny that we're both speaking as if we're reading poetry this entire episode. Doesn't it feel good sometimes <laughs> it to does. speak the Queen's English? It does. I guess yeah. it does. What do you typically do for Christmas? Do you just go to your parents' house? We go to Maine. Yeah. We go to Maine. Very fun. Let me ask you something. Sure. If um, you and the Hill Dog were ever to uh, you know, tie the T knot, the K? how would you sort out who goes where for the holidays? Well... It actually might not be that hard because she is not Christian. What is she? Jewish. Did I don't I know, know why I said that as if like it's some kind of secret. Uh, did I not know that? I don't know. I thought I, I must have known that. Yeah, so it actually p- potentially would work out perfectly. So you guys could go to your place for Christmas. So I think she's still potentially, I might be speaking for her here, but I think she still likes to spend time with her family on the holidays. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, dude, like I think that until we have children, Mm -hmm. I don't think it would be a big deal to spend holidays separately. Like really kind of like I like going to my family for Thanksgiving. She likes going to hers. Like I don't see any reason to change that. Interesting. And the Christmas, the holidays, maybe she'll come over Christmas Eve, but then like, or whatever the arrangement ends up being. But I don't think uh, it would be a big deal. Mm. Yeah. Did I tell you? Oh, I have a story for you. I can't believe I haven't told you this. <laughs> well, first of all, my grandfather passed away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. It's okay. I appreciate it. How old was he? 92. Solid. Solid work. That is a long, long life. Yeah. Anything over what? What do you what do you what do you think the age is that you reach where anything past that everyone's like, well, that's a long life. People don't it feel should as be eighty five, but I feel like it's eighty one. Well, what is the, I mean, the actuary tables say 
the life expectancy is like 70 something two or something but there's there's factors that aren't well that that takes into account a lot of young deaths Uh, it's and and other things too it's like if they were to get more specific with that it could potentially be higher yeah it's 78 and a half 78 2018 highest and i might be i don't know if i'm right about this still but i believe what what country i wanted to say korea i was gonna say iceland that might not be true anymore but interesting guess yeah I'm not sure why I said Korea, but I there's gotta be it has to do with country. diet. I think a lot of the Asian countries have I know really Japanese high life have the most over a hundred high over 100. life experience. It is a tie between four countries. Would you like to guess? Yeah. Iceland, right. Finland, you going all Scandinavia, Sweden, and Japan. Do you want to guess, or do you want me to just tell you? I'm not going to be able to guess. Japan, Switzerland, Singapore, and Spain. Fuck, weird. Wow. 84. Crazy. 84. 2019. Good for them. Good for them. Um, Japan? So, yeah. What is this, Japan? <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I, uh, my grandfather passed away, and he was ailing, and he had, we, we covered this. I don't know if we did. Well, you and I did personally. He, okay, so he had found, they had, he had a, a tumor growing on his tongue. I don't mean to get graphic, but bear with me. And there was a major sort of decision among the family as to whether or not they should try to convince him not to have this big, difficult procedure to remove it. Um, and if they didn't remove it, that would have been the end mm-hmm. uh, because it was starting to press up against his arteries and yeah, it would have grown and whatever. But he was still conscious enough and lucid enough certainly to make the decision himself that he wanted to do the procedure yeah and one of the reasons was having the procedure in theory would make him much more comfortable because it was becoming impossible for him to swallow breathing was really hard um and so he had the surgery they removed his tongue they used a piece of his pectoral muscle to recreate his tongue wow which, I mean, just medicine in and of itself, I That's find to crazy, be spectacularly dude. interesting. Um, and he came out of the hospital. He was doing better. All was well. And then within a few days, I think he had a mini stroke. And then it was very, very quick uh, that he declined and then passed away in his sleep. With his, my dad and my aunt and my grandmother around him very nice. so very nice very gentle peaceful dignified passing um and i would say that over the last five to seven years he has had a number of health complications where each time we kind of thought this might be the end mm-hmm. and when that's the case there are two things that happen one you sort of make your peace with it each time. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, you start to think, well, you know, when it does eventually happen, it, 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 it's okay. You know, it's, it sucks to keep battling for your life when your, your body know, is that. giving up. Such a bummer. Uh, to, to, to go through these really painful complicated procedures to keep yourself alive and um you know so i i think this was as always is said a blessing 
people were not shaken. It was not a shock. Everyone was at peace with it. And uh, now we get to remember him and kind of uh, enjoy the life that he had. Uh, just a couple quick words about him, which I've, I've maybe said before. Um, he went to Yale, was a track star. Hundred, They used to run the 100-yard dash. Wow. Which is pretty cool. I have a cool picture of him running the 100-yard dash in a Yale bib. Joined Skull and Bones. Wow. As 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 has been so often depicted in movies and went straight from there to the early years of the CIA. Wow. Which Jesus. was that was the feeder. He's literally the prototype of what they say happens. In the Good Shepherd, yeah. yeah. Which is a phenomenal it's yet movie. confusing movie. Um from there he uh went to he was stationed in Indo Indonesia and oh. this was I think in like the 19 19- 50s right after world war one where like the the emergence of russia and america as the global superpowers and kind of who would mm. have a sphere of influence in different parts of the world was so important rolling back communism. yeah, yeah. Right. and uh his cover was blown Crazy. while he was over there but that's where he met my grandmother who was also in the cia get out of here and they moved back to new jersey together got married and uh he started a small manufacturing plant and uh that's that's his story crazy story it's a great man my my grandfather uh i loved him i uh obviously sad but uh you know um he lived a great long life i have no I have no regrets on his behalf. So it's great, man. Yeah. Very nice. It's funny. Like people talk, like you said, the, the sort of age where people say, Oh, he's had a good, you know, mm-hmm. and I hear a lot of people our age talking about how they're like, Oh, you know, they act as if once you hit a certain age, life doesn't matter anymore. And I wonder about that. Cause like you, you know, I feel like those years, 70 to 80, like you can have really solid, mm-hmm. You can have a fucking normal ass life still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I almost I don't want to like Humphrey Bogart it right. and like go down too early smoking and doing all this shit. You know what I mean? Like I have a little bit of a thought of like, oh, I'm starting to get older. Like I would like to try to have some longevity. I, I think that's that's a great point. And you can't always no matter what you do, you can't always, you know, you can you I think you can help your odds, but I know for a fact that he was reading like a book a week. Wow. Uh he had become very, very entrenched in the sort of family tree and figuring out distant cousins and lineages and who we were related to and all of this. He, his mind was sharp as a tack. Mm. And I think, you know, your body can fail, but if, you're, if your mind hangs on, there's so much joy to be had totally, dude. in those later years. Totally. Um, he went to his French table at the Yale Club every week brought me a couple times always had a good time there uh he was funny he was acerbic uh and uh to the end you know was very aware and very present and and did not lose any any ounce of of strength in his brain which you know is is a wonderful gift so love it yeah love it love it love it love it good stuff um but i have an amazing story about what was happening when I learned of his passing? Uh, please. Okay. I went to Whole Foods, uh, as I do, middle of the day. On This must have been Monday. And 
I get a ton of groceries, a lot of cases of beer and White Claw for the party. Yeah. And I have a huge full shopping cart. I get into line behind behind a woman who also has a full shopping cart and has just begun putting her items on the conveyor belt. And when I say that she is putting her items on the conveyor belt, I mean that's all she's doing. Okay? Now, when COVID began, the whole process for checking out of a grocery store changed. Grocery stores were understaffed. People did not want, uh, they wanted to minimize the amount of touching of their groceries that was happening by strangers' hands. So we all had to start bagging our own groceries. Right. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And that's sort of carried on. Ever since COVID, I have always bagged my own groceries whenever I go to Whole Foods. And it's because they don't have a bagger at the end. They just have the person scanning the item. So I bag my own groceries. Quick question. How long does it take you usually in and out of Whole Foods? 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. Continue. Yeah. I was just curious. So um, <laughs> I, I am, I'm standing in line behind this woman and she's got earbuds in, but they're wired earbuds. Mm. And she's talking quietly on a phone call as she one by one puts her items on the conveyor belt. Now, the woman, the cashier, is scanning her items and very, very slowly placing them in a paper bag. Almost as if to say, I'm only doing this until you realize how slowly I'm doing this, at which point you'll say, (laughs) I'll help. But the woman does not pick up on the hint. She has no interest in helping. She thinks she's doing her part simply by placing the items on the belt. So (laughs) this is going so slowly that I cannot even believe what's happening. (laughs) The whole process is so slow that it's it's almost cartoonish. (laughs) I decide to do the most passive-aggressive thing that I've done in the last 10 years. (laughs) I walk in front of the woman to the end of the conveyor belt and I start bagging her groceries for her. I am placing the items that are coming to the end of the conveyor belt into paper bags for this woman. Keep in mind, I'm wearing a red t-shirt, jeans. I'm not wearing Whole Foods outfit. She would not mistake me for an employee. There's no way she could think, oh, here, finally, help has arrived. Now, the woman scanning the items thanks me she goes thank you thank you so much i needed that i'm like i got it after i finish the first full bag the woman with the headphones in says you don't have to do that you don't have to do that and then i said well it goes a lot faster if i help hint hint (laughs) we should be doing this instead she goes oh okay and goes back to her phone call. Good for her, dude. So now... <laughs> That's crazy. I say, fuck it. I don't care. And I start placing... I overload the bags. <laughs> and I'm placing like milk jugs point down into the bottom of the bag <laughs> to create ridge points, like breaking points, <laughs> such that the second she goes to take the bags out of the cart and place them in the trunk of her car, they will explode. <laughs> I'm sabotaging this whole process. As I'm doing this, I get a phone call from my mom who tells me 
that my grandfather has passed away. So I'm bagging groceries for this entitled bitch after learning that my beloved grandfather has finally passed away and I'm starting to get emotional and angry and I start, my eyes well up with tears. The woman scanning the items sees me getting emotional and she starts to cry. (laughs) That's crazy. Now there's a reason for this, which I'll get to in a second. But we're both kind of like feeding off of each other's tears. You know how sometimes if you see someone throw up, you might start to throw up yourself. I was like that with crying. I think I think this happens often. And we're both having kind of an emotional thing. The woman with the headphones, totally oblivious, living in her own world of entitlement, continuing to yap, yap, yap quietly on her phone call. And um, finally, I finish the bagging. I place all the bags in the cart carefully. She pays she thanks me. She leaves. I get back in line now with my things and I start loading them on the conveyor belt. And I let the woman know that the reason I'm upset is because my grandfather has passed away. And she was like, I could sense something was wrong like that. Yada, yada. And she goes, the reason I'm crying is I'm eight and a half months pregnant. And I couldn't really tell because she's wearing like an apron or something. And uh and she's like i'm on my feet all day that's why it meant so much to me that you were helping me and i was like oh my god my pleasure and so the two of us really bonded over how much we hated this woman and this this has become a trend in your life had this emotional connection that was very deep in the line at the whole foods and as a way of thanks and i i hope it's okay i didn't say her name she scans all my items she skipped scanning two of the cases of beer. They're huge. Which is like 40 bucks. Big for the boys. Yeah. Gave me two cases of beer for free. She was like, I, I, I didn't scan two of those. <laughs> so thank you. And I was like, wow, thank Do, you so much. How are you going to try to act like this isn't almost the identical story of the hotel? It's close. It, 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 you fraternizing with the, the workers ending in you getting free alcohol. I guess <laughs> I guess crazy. you're right. It's become a formula. Dude. I know, but I'm not playing for it. You, this all came because I was mad and wanted to be passive aggressive towards this woman to send her a message. You got involved two times when you didn't need. To. Yeah, but the hotel I wanted to help to flex my French muscles. Right. So, but you had yeah. There was vested. There was like a an agenda, but like a loose one on both. I would say in both cases, it it was not um, magnanimity, but rather self-serving indulgence. (laughs) And and in both situations, it was Francis and the people of the establishment versus the bitch. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But if I walk out of there patting myself on the back and saying, you know, boy, you really rolled up your sleeves and jumped down to the working class and ate your bread sandwich and and had a day good for you then it then it defeats the purpose so i don't feel that way i, I don't i dude i never said that that's what you no were. i know I mean, but I, I i sometimes i've had that thought hmm. i i think that the more that you kind of self-congratulate the more you undo the good you've done for sure for sure and but like you said in both of those situations there were things to gain uh, and the French situation was a little less clear. Yeah. But you were kind of just helping. Ultimately, you were just helping out. Yeah. And then it turned into you realizing the lady was a lunatic. I always, I always, um, I think, you know, you can be selfish in doing good deeds, even despite yeah. what I just said. 
And the problem is that if you're doing it with the hope that there's a payoff and then you don't get the payoff, and I've said this before, uh, then you're disappointed and you feel like, what was the point of the good deed? Whereas if you do the good deed for the sake of the good deed, somehow it's as if the universe knows and gives you the payoff. The penitent man shall pass. Mm. I always think of that scene in Indiana Jones. Yes. Where he where he steps out over the ledge and because he feels like he's undeserving of the Holy Grail, the steps emerge and he walks across safely. You love it. You love it. Yeah. Um, dude, what a profound moment. Yeah. Lots of oh, total roller coaster of emotions. Pretty crazy. In line at the Whole Foods. Dude, I mean that sounds like a pretty stressful situation. Sure was. And, uh, you know, if you're feeling stressed out, there's a couple of different ways you can deal with it. One way that we recommend trying out some dad grass. Dad grass. Wish I'd had some in that line. I would have blown a big, big, big fat cloud right <laughs> in that lady's face. What a fun name, dude. Like yeah. it very clearly sort of conveys. I have, a, I have a friend in L.A. who loves to talk about when he used to do drugs. Mm. And this sort of like sums that up. This would be good for him. Okay. He starts smoking CBD now. You know what I mean? Good. And it's just kind of like a more timid feeling that isn't being high. Yeah, it's nice. You know what it's I mean? More, Chris is a huge... Are you a fan? Is that okay to say, Chris? Yeah, I like it. Yes. I, I eat, Yes. I like mixing it too, and, and it's good. Very a little good. gentler. Yes. Yeah. It's a little gentler, um, and it's a nice way to sort of uh, stay connected to mm-hmm. your... To your youth, but if you do like the if you do like the practice of actually smoking a joint, this tastes very similar. Yeah, yeah, tastes similar sensation, similar. You're gonna get all those fun the benefits rituals. of that of exactly the the routine. Totally, and chill out without getting stoned. Mm-hmm. It's like having a glass of wine but not having the whole bottle. There you go. I like that one. That's nice. a good comparison. Um, but Dagrass, a hundred percent organic pre roll joints are very low in THC and very high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keep, keeping a clear head. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Uh, right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off of your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. That's 20% off your entire first order. Make a big one <laughs> so mm. you uh, can cash in on that pretty substantial discount. That's a big one. Dadgrass.com slash oops. Check it out. Nice. Um, Francis, something funny happened the other night. Uh that I don't know if uh, you remember, but uh, I was going to meet up with Francis. He had a show at the stand and I wasn't doing anything. So I was like, I'll go by the stand and I threw on a t-shirt and it's that Jackson hole t-shirt that I always wear. <laughs> that we always the wear. The hole. We both have one. We love uh, that hole. We love that hole. Great shirt. And I realized I'm like, you know what? I feel like Francis has really come to love this shirt too. I should double check to make sure he's not wearing it because I know he's already at the show. So I text him. I'm like, dude, are you wearing the Jackson Hole shirt? And he goes in capital letters, dude, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I literally changed out of it and put on a different t-shirt. Yeah. Dude, how funny is that? Maybe now? for our first live show, we should both wear it. <laughs> dude, that is hilarious. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, is yeah, a yeah, good yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, so fun dude hilarious so we dude we have a couple of uh, bring out the emails interesting email show me the money that i thought you might be interested in um so here we go cool um some guy let me know that he's a bartender and he wears a name tag and whenever people say his name on the name tag he really likes it and appreciates it i think you showed us that yeah so that clears up that whole mystery 
dude, well, not to blow your, uh, not to to burst your bubble, okay. but somebody else also messaged us being like, I fucking hate when people read my Well, there you dark. go. Okay, the jury's still out. That's a, that is a split jury. Before right you there. got too happy over there, I just wanted to make sure. This it's also funny too how we like base these things on specific pieces of feedback. Yeah, I know. Which you always which you always are like, be careful about doing that. <laughs> well, it sounds like we definitely know how to feel about peeing too much in a cup. I feel like that one's pretty definitive. That one felt fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone fair. someone said No one else is gonna be like, Oh, I love it when they yeah, fill it that's up true. all the way. Someone said they don't like it, right? Did you tell so, them? Yeah, someone said that they think that the people who fill the pee cup all the way to the top are like psychopaths. Okay. Hilarious. That's good. That's good to know. Um, okay. So this one, this one's kind of long, but I feel like it's a good one to dissect on the pod. So here we go. Little scenario I've been wrapped up in recently that I'd be interested in getting your take on. I was out at a concert a little while back, well, a little while back with a buddy of mine. After the show, he wanted us to go hit up this bar because he knew a girl he was talking to was going to be there. Like the reliable wingman I am, I went along. Fortunately for me, the girl ended up having a friend with her. We were at the bar for a bit. I guess each pair hit things off because the four of us all decided to head back to the one girl's apartment to continue the night. We all chilled there for a bit. Eventually, my friend and his girl went off and did their thing, leaving myself and this new girl alone. We were having a good time, ended up making out and dancing in the kitchen. Whoa, that's romantic. Yeah, pretty good. But when I tried to turn up the heat a bit more, things were met with some hesitancy on her end, which is fine because in fairness, we had just met. I obviously didn't want to overstep any boundaries, so I just left it at that and didn't think too much of it. I still felt like that this was a pretty fun night and I had fairly recently got out of a longer term relationship at the time. Next day, I told a friend what had happened and it turns out they were familiar with the girl I was with the night before. So much so that they were aware that she was currently in a committed relationship. Ooh. Like each of their most recent Instagram posts were with her boyfriend. Yikes. I felt bad and almost wanted to reach out to her to, her to apologize, which, uh, side note, why would you apologize That doesn't to her? make any sense. You no what are you, idea, God? Yeah, literally. <laughs> but I kind of backtracked on that idea because she never mentioned anything throughout the night about having a boyfriend. I don't know. Seems more like something uh, that that's her responsibility to bring up. Uh, yeah. Hundo P. Hundy P, dude. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's another topic. In hindsight, this may explain some of her hesitancy to really escalate things, yada, yada. Having communicated with her since that night. But fast forward a few weeks, and I am now approaching my third date with a different girl. Things are going well. However, unbeknownst to me until recently, it turns out that, of course, this new girl is actually one of the cheating girl's best friends. Oh. So my questions to you are, is this something I should bring up to this new girl that I am now going on dates with in order to get out in front of this? How would I even bring something like that up? Might this girl I'm quote dating actually already know this happened and wow. this scenario is just something that I'm overthinking slash doesn't matter. Wow. What are, I'm going to read them all and then we can go at them. What do I do if I am eventually in a scenario where I'm meeting this girl's friends for the quote first time? Or do I not worry about this anymore because there's probably zero chance that the cheating girl will ever reveal to anyone that this happened while she was in a relationship. Interested in your thoughts. Wow. Wow. A lot of good stuff. In this that is some sticky toffee pudding. Yeah, this is good. We are looking into a bowl of sticky toffee pudding right here. Yes. Oh my gosh. 
There is so much nuance to this. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. There is so much nuance. All right, why don't you fire away? Let's let's sort of break this off into pieces if we can. Okay, so so my first thought, of course, you know, when when all is said and done, I think that the move is to say nothing. Yes. I think. And and there's so many different situations where this could kind of get weird, but I still think ultimately saying nothing is the move because if she never had a boyfriend you probably just wouldn't say anything anyway, or she, the other girl would know about it, which would then make it a deal breaker potentially. But in this situation, let's assume that nobody knows about it because it's a secret. Mm. So that kind of takes that scenario off the table, which works for him until she somehow, unless she somehow finds out about that, which she probably never will. Right. So that's the thing. It's like a, a lot of the time a girl uh, won't want us to hook up with somebody or state somebody who has already been with one of their friends. But in this situation, there's nowhere for that to come out. Okay. Okay. You know? But, but even, okay. Th- th- this is where I could see it being an issue, right? I, first of all, I think there's kind of like a middle ground. I think that the, the, the problem would be if he gets serious with this new girl and they're hanging out one time and they go to some event and the girl the cheating girl is there and somehow he and the cheating girl have to pretend like they've never met each other before. Right. Well, because l- then, dude, then that's going to, that's going to happen. Right. So what I think he should do is somehow find a way to make it known that he's met her, but not say that they hooked up. It's like, yeah, I met her one night. He can tell the truth. Oh, that's interesting. All the way that's to the really, one yard line. Really, really, really good point. I think he can tell the truth all the way to the oh, one hey. yard line. Like, yeah, we met each other. We hung out. Oh no, our and you could even say like our our two friends hooked up. We were hanging in the kitchen. None of that's a no, lie. None of it's a lie. And you can you can actually tell the entire story while she's standing right there without obviously including the makeout part to show that you're an ally. Yeah. You set the tone there. You could do that, but you m- might make her very nervous mm-hmm. if you're telling the story of that evening. You don't have to get into detail. She's right there. They like, go, oh, we met because uh, so-and-so was dating your friend and we went we went to that concert. Yeah. If somehow whatever. this girl is open with her friends about her infidelity um, and it does get back to the new girl, um, I really don't think that that girl should be that mad that, that this guy made out with her because that's all it was like that's not a deal breaker totally and two he then has the total right to make it clear like i had no idea she was in a relationship when that happened so absolutely and the, the other problem that you might run into in this situation which i don't see for him is like why wouldn't you tell me about that and the reason is obvious i don't want to rat out your friend your cheating friend i don't want to get in the middle of this it's yeah, none of my business. But then, then you run into this problem where somehow she will then assume, or this could happen, where she assumes that by not saying anything, you're kind of like aiding the cheating. That's bullshit, though. But that, dude, that that happens. That could happen, but like, dude, if that happens, then you need to find another girl. <laughs> fine, fine, but it's something about you know. Did he do the right thing? What is the right thing for him to do? He got ambushed, dude. It was a booby trap. He had no idea the girl had a boyfriend. He was a single guy having a great time. He proceeded precisely as he should. Yeah, but if you're the new girl, in your mind, what is the right thing for him to have done? 
Do you think she's going to have the perspective that he played it correctly? Or is is so she going to think that situation? she deserved to know or that he should have gone so far as to like tell that girl off or even notify the boyfriend? I think she should understand him pleading the fifth. I think it's his only play. And I think that she should know that. And there's like, why show up and start a riff in this new group where you're trying to just enjoy time with this new girl you like? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how is there another right way to handle that? Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tricky. It is a tricky thing. I, um, the only other option would be for him to tell the new girl in confidence, you know, just so you know, like, I know that girl one night. We hung out. We met out. wasn't a big deal. I had no idea she had a boyfriend. And just get out in front of the whole thing. Unless he thinks that that would come down to him knowing the new girl. How is he? Does he know her well enough to know how she's going to react? Is she going to go scorched earth? It doesn't sound like it. And come down on her friend? Or is she going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. Thanks for letting me know, I guess. Right. Right, it sounds. It sounds like. What would you do? What would you do in that situation? I wouldn't say shit, ever. Until well, I'll say. Look, okay, if she ends up breaking up with the guy, then I would tell her. If she doesn't, I'm not getting involved with that shit, dude. Yeah. This has nothing to do with me. This is not my fault. The situation is not my fault. You guys figure out your shit. I just met this girl I really like, and I'm gonna have a great time, have fun, doing whatever you're yeah, doing. Yeah, he's he's effectively already moved on from the whole thing. Totally. With his life. Totally. Um. And mm. they made out. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, it would be different if they were dating or something. Then you have to tell. Sure. Um, sure. So, I don't know. Okay. But dude, so this is the other thing. Like, think about how much, I mean, that situation could have ended up going way worse for him. You know what I mean? Like, he could have taken her home. They could have had sex. As she was about to walk out the door, she could have noticed Brooklyn Roasting Company coffee on the oh, counter God. and hopped right back in bed with him. You're doing right. Doing it again. She sticks around because she's <laughs> like, this guy knows coffee. He's got incredible taste. I didn't expect these kinds of beans. This guy is sophisticated. Oh, man. Look at the beans. Now I can't leave. Now we're not even just talking <laughs> about a sticky toffee pudding. We're talking about the stickiest of the icky toffee pudding. <laughs> that gooey glop. Oh, my God. Well said, Julie. I'm so glad you brought that up. Brooklyn Roasting. We favorite. love the Brooklyn Roasting. Every morning, I I look. I think this girl, Tinks. Have you seen this girl, Tinks, on Instagram? Maybe. It's me, Tinks. She's great. She's funny. Um, she was saying that like she now looks forward to going to bed so much because she likes her coffee in the morning so much. Uh, and I've been feeling the same way ever since Brooklyn Roasting came into my life. This mocha java, oh, I'm just going in through tin after tin of it. I'm having my iced oat milk latte double shot drink in the morning. Hell yeah. Reading my book. Hell yeah. Love it. That's the best way to start the day. Go to brooklynroasting.com, promo code oopsbeans, get some of the coffee peanut butter, get some of that mocha java, enjoy your life, enjoy your coffee. Trust us, we'd not lead you astray. Dude, I love it. I love it. So, dude, as far as as first dating stuff go, early dates, right? We get a lot of messages about that kind of stuff. Yeah. We got an interesting one about bill splitting with an interesting perspective. Okay. uh, That I know we had said that we wanted to read, so I'm going to get in here and uh, see what you guys think. So, hey, guys, day one listener to the pod and want to hear your thoughts about bill splitting etiquette for the first couple of dates. So this seems like, before we continue, this seems like it's obvious where this is going to go. But it's not. So so bear with us here. 
Um, I know you guys have previously talked about splitting bills with your long-term significant others, but what do you think is normal slash expected for first and second dates? For context, I'm a 23-year-old woman new to the dating scene. I've been on a couple first dates and always offer to split the bill. However, so far the guys tend to insist on paying, and I'm never sure how far to push on at least splitting the bill. For example, the last guy I went on a date with paid for our first date, beer and fries, and second date, nicer tapas-style dinner, again, despite my multiple offerings to split. Instantly after the second date, I knew I had little interest in seeing him again because we simply weren't a match. However, I can't shake the feeling of guilt and extra pressure to see him again so that I can pick up the tab, feel less indebted, and prove I wasn't just using him for free drinks and food. Francis is shaking his head. There's definitely the good stuff here. So let me finish and then we'll get okay, into it. Okay, all right. He hasn't said anything to make me feel guilty about this, but I can't help but wonder what guys are truly thinking in these situations. Do guys ever feel resentful over the fact that there is societal pressure for them to pick up the bill? How strong even is that societal pressure nowadays? Am I not making my offer to split the bill, bill clear or seem genuine enough? I'm finding it hard to navigate the proper etiquette in these situations and would love to hear your guys' perspective on all of this. Francis, what do you got? No, she's she's done nothing wrong. And she does not owe him anything. And in fact, going on a third date to somehow like pay him back is the worst thing that she could do. Mm-hmm. Because all you're doing at that point is reinforcing in his mind that this is going well. Mm-hmm. Don't go on any more dates. Mm-hmm. He's you're you're saving him by doing by by cutting it off then. Um I I understand that things are changing. Um we're moving away from sort of the traditional archetype of the man paying. Um my mindset is that you if the man really wants to pay or insists on paying early dates, great. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with abiding by custom. I don't, you know, don't certainly don't think that it means you owe him anything. Uh, and then if you get to the point where you're going on lots of dates consistently, you're getting serious, you're dating, you can have a conversation where you work out like, yo, just so you know, like, I like you. I want to keep dating. You want to see you a lot. Uh, I can afford to pay my weight. Why don't you let me like split it with you or whatever and see how he reacts to that. Mm-hmm. So, dude, agreed. And I, I think that as far as the first couple of dates go, I understand where she's coming from. That's a very nice thought. You know what I mean? It's true. Because like, and dude, I, we we happen to hear on Oops Podcast both be gentlemen. I know, you know, I'm going to go as far as to say that. Yeah. I no would, scoundrels in sight. I would, I would happily take somebody on a date or two, pay, not expect anything and never be like, well, I dropped, I dropped 200 on, but dude, there are, there are guys like that. There are guys like that out there who think that the woman owes them sex. Not, or not necessarily, or- but they'll complain about the idea that they have paid and that poor me, I paid all this money. It's great while it's going great. When things don't work out the way they wanted to, they become a little brat and start, whether it's not even to them. Yeah bitching about it or like that thought exists so i understand why she feels that way and in a way it's like not fair because you're being forced to accept this dinner that is paid for and then also know having the knowledge 
that you may be subjecting you, yourself to some unfair negative feelings from the person who's forcing you to accept this free meal. Is there a number of dates that you would go on where you're paying, where nothing's happening, where at some point you would say, you know, the fact that she's continuing to agree to see me, but this doesn't feel like we're getting closer, we're not like hooking up, we're not talking about what's going on here, where you might start to feel taken advantage of? So it, w- it would be unusual for it to get to that many dates. Like I can't, what is that number though? For me, uh, if we went on two dates, if we went on three dates and we didn't even kiss, that would probably be my my threshold. Not as far as like you know what you're not putting out. Fuck you. It's not like that at all. It's just like oh you're not attracted to me or yeah. oh this isn't going to be physical. Right. Nice. To, nice. It's been fun. Let's be friends. I'm not or trying whatever. to go out and pay for dinners with a friend of mine. It, and that that thought wouldn't even if that wouldn't even be the thought. The thought would be, oh, this isn't going to be a romantic thing. And I'm I, w- gonna, I, yeah, and I'm I wouldn't ask her on another date. I'm not going on dates with you anymore. Yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, and, and you know, it, listen, it's like you go on a date hoping that something can happen. I, for me, I am more than happy to pick it up if it's an early date. Like that's it's part of the fun. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Let me treat you to a night out, a little chivalry. If you're not into that, that's fine too. Like. If you feel really offended by the idea of me paying, sure, yeah. you can pay too. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't feel that strongly about it. But I, I understand where she's coming from and I know what she feels that way. And listen, at the end of the day, like, what do you want? Like, you're going, dating is about you. A relationship is about two people, but when you're dating, it's about you. You have to go get what you want to get. You're trying to find a partner that you like. If it takes you two dates, he insists on paying. That's his fault. Doesn't mean you have to go marry him. On. Do what you got to do for yourself, and then once it becomes a group discussion when you're with somebody, it changes. Yeah, right. Agreed. Yeah, that's fair. That's, right. That's that's my take too. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, "Anchor, anchor." And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. You know, one thing we've never talked about on this podcast, somebody brought this to my attention recently, but we've never talked about meeting the parents. We've never talked about that. Really? We've talked about our feelings about parents and about and our parents of, of uh, our significant others and people we've dated, but I don't know that we've ever actually talked about the initial meeting of the parents. Interesting. <laughs> and mm. I wonder if you have any thoughts about that. Well... The first time I met my girlfriend's entire family, I had just been fired from Barstool an hour before. Oh, my God. And I walked into the house. I didn't know this. Shaking. Oh, my God, dude. I I got fired on the train down to see them. I was taking Uh, the New New Jersey Transit down to Trenton. Okay. uh, To to then take an Uber to their place in Pennsylvania. And uh, on the train... Portnoy called me and, and fired me. Crazy. And then I had 
all the news outlets reaching out as I was taking the Uber from the train station to her house for comments saying, we're writing the article. We need your comment now. Either you're going to weigh in or you're not. So I had to draft my comment while I was in this Uber getting car sick because it was all back roads. But this I had, is like Len- Lennon riding the train to St. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> I draft the that. comment. <laughs> I draft the comment. I send it to my ma- my agent. He's like, okay, this is, they send it to the PR team. They, they're like, this is great. And then Wait, I walk. PR team? Oh, for your manager? At William Morris. Okay. Because uh, they have like a crisis management sort of. Division? People. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I walked in the front door. And hugged everybody. Crazy. And they were super fucking cool about it. About you being fired? Yeah, I had to tell the whole story. Obviously, it's not a great story. And they were really comforting. That's really nice. They were really embracing of it, of me and, you know. I mean, and then we were there for like three, four days. I I didn't eat for the first two days. Couldn't eat. Said that before. Yeah, yeah. And they were cooking great food. It was such a bummer. Uh, but I would have to like go up to the the bedroom to take like phone calls, which were all about the you know people calling me to like let me know my life wasn't over and all this shit. It was crazy. Anyway, so they were really cool, and I'll never forget meeting them for the first time. I know that's a very different answer than what <laughs> what you were. No, that's great. This is good, dude. This is yeah. great. This is good stuff. What did you? What happened the first time you met Hillary's so, parents? So it's funny. I have a good story about meeting the parents in general that I will share because um, meeting Hillary's parents. Well, I guess I'll tell that one first. I mean, it wasn't that uh, they were in town. Um, her sister used to work for um, Marriott um, and specifically for like the addition hotels. And so they were staying at one of those um, and we met at the bar and then we were going to go to, we were going to go to dinner at the restaurant and I ordered a drink off the menu and peer like true to form a fucking the girliest drink you've ever seen in your life comes out. <laughs> I Because, dude, on the description, they don't tell you the glass, which yeah. I've said to you guys before. So I'm like, ooh, that looks good. And then all of a sudden, this fucking, you know, in a little V-shaped yeah. glass that you hold between your fingers shows up. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude. It, which was fine. But, like, that sticks out. And her parents are, like, really, they have really good social skills. They're really mm-hmm. easy to be around. Like, it was completely chill and fine. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but in high school... I was the, the, my first girlfriend. The first time we hung out, just me and her, we were, oh, we'd hung out a couple of times, but her, I had never met her parents. She lied to her parents and told them that she was going somewhere else, but she, she was really going with this guy who was from another high school. So she didn't want to tell them because they wouldn't have let her go. Mm-hmm. So I came and picked her up. Apparently, she had told her parents who I was or whatever. Her dad caught a glimpse of me as I sort of made off with her when she walked out. <laughs> he caught a glimpse of me. Someone's um, made off with my daughter. I believe that is how it happened. I don't think that we said hello to each other. Ooh, um, rough start, huh? No, no, it's fine. Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. He caught a glimpse of me. Anyway, the next day, she walks out of her room, and on the front cover of the sports section of the Middletown Press, there's a giant picture of me because I had done some tennis, tennis star thing, legend. And he just pushes it across the table and was like. You weren't with that guy last night. Oh, that's how she got busted, dude. From my local, my local tennis success. 
And then she got grounded. And the article was like, uh, you know, 16-year-old heartthrob tennis star, top of his class stud, Julio Gallarotti, <laughs> serves up uh, the charm to a, <laughs> to opponents all across the division. <laughs> serves up the charm. I think it was, I must have won the conference again. I think it was like something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of why I would have Yeah, been. you did. I did something. Uh-huh. I I went out with a bang at the end of high school, my high school tennis career. Um, Were you all state, all county, any of that all stuff? All state, yep. Wow. First team. First team all state mm-hmm. in Connecticut? Yep. What division? Uh, it, it was all the, they, there was like two people from each division who got it. So there's like eight people, I think. Wow. For singles. Um, so you were one of the top eight players yeah in i got the to the state, state final oh, did you lose in the final yeah and it was to a guy i'd never won a set off of i won the first set and then i lost the next two but it was a good match and it was no regrets huh no no not at all it no was always, it was like my dream to get all state and i didn't get it freshman through junior year so i was like mm. super nervous yeah i um, got it done whatever but anyway it's pretty sick that was a funny uh that was a funny fucking yeah, well, isn't it funny that in high school you meet the parents often on the first date? I know. Because you're just going That's to so her true. house. That's such a good point. Every time. That's such a good point. That's I met crazy. all my girlfriend's parents. That's so funny. No matter how short we dated for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's immediately. Yeah. Wow. That was Whereas now it's a big deal. Have you your know? parents met your girl's parents yet? No. Same with me. Really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like, yes, but also not. It's not surprising. COVID, COVID fucked it. COVID did, but also like they live in different places. Yeah, right. You know? Right. Um, so I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to the idea. Of Are it. you worried at all? No, no. I hope that our dads would play golf. They're both very good golfers. Yeah. Um, and I think they would have some fun. You're welcome to join. Yeah, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to play golf with your dad and Hillary's dad and you. <laughs> That would be fun. That'd be fun because I would have no skin in the match. You would just be going completely rogue. I could I could just say the most uncomfortable things. Francis just like gets mustard on his shirt in between the front and back nine eating a hot dog. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Francis, chill, dude. This fuck, god damn it. I'd, you know, I, yeah, I'd, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I'd like I'd 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 side with Hillary's dad on some things, and then I would side with your dad on some things. I might try to foment a little bit of tension. That's funny. I that's, might foment. That's hilarious. <laughs> press some buttons. I mean, well, you know my dad can fucking apparently get Just into it a on little shit stir. Yeah, exactly. Dude, so it's funny because uh, I get the impression that her dad is used to sort of like a cordial five-hour golf outing with people Oof. he sort of knows. Yeah. And it seems like you have some experience with that too. I don't know how much my dad does. I know he's in the golf league now and like, but I imagine it's some some version of all the same people. Hmm. So I wonder how he would do with us for eighteen holes. How long it would take him to say something like professor, classic professor talk, <laughs> aloof. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh, I think he'd do fine. I'd though. love to play golf with your dad. That'd be really fun. That would be fun. The only the only reason I might raise an eyebrow at your dad. It, playing golf as if he showed up wearing bird dogs <laughs> the shorts not the pants we got to get him a pair we got to get him a pair of the pants we also got to get him some shorts my dad wears the pants really? my, my dad wears both pants and shorts and keeps asking me 
yo, can you get me some free pairs of bird dogs? And I'm like, I can, but I'd appreciate it if you used our promo code to buy them. <laughs> you yeah, can, I, one, my dad would afford like it, and two, it helps us. Dude, my dad loves a good, like, a good surprise item like that. Yeah. He would really appreciate it. He'd be like, oh, the silk lining? Like, dude, we could just literally call him and have him describe his experience with as them. a read and it would be a, it would be a perfect read oh man i'm wearing them right now i'm yeah. wearing them right now i am wearing my bird these are bird dogs <laughs> pants that i'm wearing right now uh i love bird dogs we love bird dogs dude update so somebody showed me their their bird dogs order and i asked them i was like what did you get and he goes dude it looks like i'm getting a vortex football yeah and i was like dude that's sick that is that's sick sick I with the like, whistle <laughs> Oh yeah, that was what? yours. Yeah, Your mine was better. Mine was better than yours. You thought you were going to join, and then you heard me doing it. You're like, I should never have. That's exactly yeah. what happened. You saw it. <laughs> you saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, use promo code Oops, and uh, you're going to get something pretty fucking cool. Hopefully, it's still a vortex football, Francis. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Do it. Uh, if it's not, yeah. we don't know. Oh, the, want, oh, the sound. I wanted the sound. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Bomb that thing 200 yards. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. It's also the same sound that you that is made in um in Dumb and Dumber when uh, Lloyd is telling Harry, uh, he goes, uh, "I drove a girl to the airport. Sparks flew. Emotions ran high. She actually talked to me, man. Get out of here. Yeah, tractor <laughs> beam sucked me right in. <laughs> <laughs> How quotable is that movie? It's the dude? best. That movie's the best. so fucking good. Yeah. Um. Cool. Any other emails? I, w- I think we could do one more before we take it out of here. Cool. Bring um, us home. Because yeah. this, one, this one is titled Urgent. So I wanted to help. Uh, I thought we could, we could help this guy out. Okay. College student crushing on my neighbor. Wow. What's up, guys? Huge fan of the pod here. Love your content. Truly okay, brings good. a smile to my face every Tuesday and Thursday. Need that. Good. Need it. Yeah, need it. <laughs> For context, I'm an upperclassman living off campus. I'm crushing hard on one of the girls that lives in the house right in front of mine. She's really cute, has a great smile, and actually makes me laugh. I've hung out with her and her roommates a couple times, but never just us two. I've been trying to meet her out at the bars recently to gauge our chemistry, but she had to quarantine last weekend, and I'm away visiting a friend starting Thursday, and I won't be back until Sunday night. When I get back, I'm thinking of going over to their place to catch up and talk about our weekends. I was going to ask for her Snapchat there, but that is about as far out as I've planned so far. She's on a club sports team, so I was thinking of going to one of her games, then getting Chipotle after. I was also thinking of convincing one of our mutual friends to host a party this weekend and seeing her there. Francis is like confused, but dude, don't forget, college. This is college. This is like, <laughs> yes, that's why I'm confused. Should I take her on a date, then try to meet her out on the weekend, or just skip the date and hope to see her out? I guess I'm just wondering how to approach the situation. This dude has put together way too many plans in his head but but he's he's surveying the possibilities of how to make it happen okay unfortunately the only non-weird way in college to make things happen is to like run into each other out totally that's a good point going for the so this is this is the question that i had in my head too uh is this girl out of your league or not if it's a girl who you feel like is way out of your league Maybe asking her on the date is the only way to like make it. That that's the yeah. only situation where I think asking her out on a date is like your hail mary. Yeah, right. You know, might as well. Otherwise, I agree with Francis. You gotta sort of like hang out in a group setting. That's the beauty of college. Like you sort of consummate your love with somebody 
in the group setting mm-hmm. before you hang out one on one. Totally. Whereas as an adult, it starts to shift, and it's so much more fun that way. It is. You go to a party and you fucking hook up at the party. Like that's so fun. It is. It's frustrating too, though, because if you do like somebody and you know that you like them, leaving it up into this weird herd chance encounter. Yeah. Oh, look! Hey, what's up? Playing it cool. Like that's harder to pull off. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I kind of feel like going to the game is maybe not something you want to do before you fucked up with her. To be honest, it seems like a little, going. I agree with that. It seems like a little bit of a like you're going to get friend zoned really fast. Maybe. Yeah. Who who goes to an intramural, you know, field hockey game? You go there. Yeah. You got to go there. You got to roll out of bed with her. You know, the the goal would be to roll out of bed and then go to the game with her. And also to put up a stink about it. Be like, you really need me to come? <laughs> All right, fine. My recommendation is. It, of course go to the game go support her awesome but after you've made something happen or until it's been it's clear that nothing is ever going to happen yes that's right otherwise i wouldn't do that i think the part he's onto something with the party and maybe i don't know if asking for a number is like overkill these days but i think that you could do that if you ask for the number that's like a bold move without being like should we go on a date dude he's asking for her snap i think that you got to ask for the number snap is weird is, but is, am I just completely out of touch? Like, I think we're out of. I think Snap we're out of touch. How you now just communicate with I people get, directly I guess in college? That's it. Chris, want to weigh in? You're younger. Like yeah, but I don't know if it's phased out enough yet. But asking for a number would probably be better. It's I still like think more sincere, old school. You're not, and like, it's okay to commit to it. It's okay to be like, I want your number. Yeah, that's cool. Like you're taking the bull by the horns there. In fact, don't even say that. Say, let me get your number. Let me get your numbers good. Yeah. Let me D- get your demand good. it. Demand the number. Yeah um take charge she's not gonna say no <laughs> and then you just text her and she'll have your number what what, what? i don't even remember where this was it was like <laughs> a week ago or something uh no it was actually longer than that but i didn't tell you this so i was drinking with some friends and my girlfriend and some of our other girlfriends showed up for dinner to join us all for dinner she was wearing a dress i got up from the table to greet her Mm -hmm. and i sort of grabbed her by the dress and pulled her in gave her a big hug later she told me how how much she liked that she was like i like that when you grab me by the dress and i was like oh yeah you know that's the new me (laughs) the truth was i was so drunk that i was just leaning on her for stability I was seeing double of her trying to like shake it into one person. Pin her down. I was holding on to her like a sail on a boat. Like whoa, oh, and uh, but I'll never let her know. You dude, know that's great. Yeah, you never so. know, dude. You just never know. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, yeah, that's it. That's oops the podcast. What do you got? We had a lot of fun today. We appreciate you guys so much. We've got a live show that is percolating sure is. it is on the simmer and uh stay tuned for that we are also i'll be on the road um october i think 20th and 21st or 19th and 20th up in albany new york as then also hartford new york i've got richmond virginia coming up when uh that's going to be the end of october like the uh, 28th to the 30th i'm going to be down there are you for a wedding what that weekend no 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 the beginning of the month but that would have been fun too bad uh tickets all available at francisellis.com julio anything fun uh yeah i have a cool show that's uh coming up i'm not i'm apparently not supposed to announce it so if you guys listen to all our episodes you will have heard about it uh already but i'm doing a cool sort of like comedy show screening event thing uh 
coming up in a month or two that's going to be really cool. And I will let you know more about that soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Send us your emails. We love you. And we will see you soon.